you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, one thing that's kind of cool that's been happening lately is um, if, you, if you follow the podcast on any social media, I always post the kind of, uh, you know, on this day in whatever year this episode happened. Yeah. And what's been happening out of that is that at the beginning of 2024, anyway, a lot of people that were on the podcast in early 2023, 22, 21, whatever year it was, are reaching out again and saying, hey, I have new stuff happening. There's new shows, there's new music. And so I feel like I'm getting a lot of the same artists around the same time of year um now which is kind of cool so it's it's going to be like inundated with the same bands from like three or four different years uh when i get back to january and february uh of next year but anyway i'm happy to have you guys back um for people who aren't familiar with you um you were last on the show like i said in 2023 and it was uh at the beginning of the year i think uh, i'm gonna do what i usually do and get the two of you to introduce yourselves and give a bit of background on the band and then we can go right into what you've got going on and what's uh, sort of happened uh with the band since we last spoke yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, my name is Dylan. DB and the Deadbeats. I'm the guitar player. Dusty, our uh, our singer, Dusty Fromm. We're a five piece band. I'm in a half piece band here in Winnipeg with uh, Jack Sherrard on bass, Steve Sarin on saxophone. We just goes by Thor on the drums. And our half member is uh, Andrew Vislanslov. Careful how you say that. I know that's a mouthful. But uh, he's our half member. He comes to some of the bigger gigs where there's maybe more room on the stage or more room in the vehicle to come and he comes to the studio with us on uh, big collaborator with writing too yeah cool yeah he, uh, he makes our chords make sense <laughs> <laughs> right on and I, I think last time you were on the show we kind of delved into the whole the whole idea of, of of being a blues band in in manitoba in winnipeg and sort of what the you know what that experience has been like what the scene's like and all that stuff i know you've you know since since we spoke you you've released music you've had a lot of shows um a lot's been going on do you want to maybe just sort of uh, get me up to speed with what's happened with the band over the past, you know, 12 months or so in terms of, you know, any yeah, exciting milestones say- or big shows or whatever's going on? Um, yeah, you know, I, I think, you know, since we spoke at the, we started, spoke, like you said, at the start of 2023 and I think it was, um, a business is no- normal year. We played some, uh, some more blues fest. Uh, Gimli was a highlight for us. We were out at, uh, Lilac was another new place for us to uh-huh. go to. Um, and it was just a lot of fun. It was kind of a wash, rinse, repeat, and kind of rode the coattails of our uh, our 2022 re- late 2022 release of uh, another tall glass. So we just kind of right. promoted that and got into some different uh, rooms, like I mentioned. And just uh, it seems like every spring and fall we're in the city, and for the summer it's mostly out on uh, weekend warrior trips and whatnot. So it was well, kind of that we did went up to uh, Ericsdale for the Roger Kimley Festival in August. Um, the big highlight for me in the year was I, we took some time off. I had a son back in August, so right we were off for maybe a month and a half. Yeah, about a month, yep. So it was, uh, 
it was hard to put down the guitar and pick up the uh well the bottle again but i know that sounds bad baby <laughs> bottles. So bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's cute when he drinks a bottle and passes out but when i do it it's an issue <laughs> well that i mean if you can have a reason to stop playing guitar for a bit that's got to be the, the best possible one right yeah so it, it, yeah absolutely so it uh it really felt like for me anyways that the year was really you know broken up into two sections of it but uh yeah for me it was a very fun year yeah absolutely having said that like we took a month off in pretty well peak season yeah and uh it was our busiest year to date when you look at the calendar so like having said that yeah we, we stacked the spring and we had a fairly busy fall and and uh winter time we kind of go back to, to writing mode which is what we're we're currently kind of working on right now cool cool yeah i think um i think four kept track of it i think he counted we did 46 dates um as a band plus we did a few acoustic duo stuff on top of that so yeah with taking i mean we don't do anything in january february and then taking a month and a half off in the summer it was uh it was go 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 <laughs> well and it sounds like by the by the sounds of things shows are already starting to happen for you guys uh in this year i mean i know you're still kind of in the winter writing mode but stuff's happening in the spring and but before we get into that because i know there's some shows you want to talk about and i, I want to hear about but as far as the writing goes i mean how much does the band change sort of from year to year as far as um, just uh, the songwriting in general? Like, did you notice a progression sort of uh, over each year of the band when you get back into that writing mode of, of, of things that have changed maybe um, sonically or, or even lyrically or, or even kind of the personality around the songs? I'd say so for sure. I'd say like if you listen to our 2018 uh, album, Don't Tell Nobody, um, it was a party blues record. Um, it was... Uh, fairly lighthearted for most of it not not all of it but it was it was a kind of a party party album um i see what we're working on now there's stuff that lyrically it gets a little there, there's some that are a little dark there's some that are party ones but musically too i think we've added a lot of different elements and, and trying to find some different sounds just to not kind of pigeonhole ourselves absolutely and i think that the the more we're getting into this we're taking maybe some sort of maybe ingredients of other music and artists that we like and we're just kind of rolling that all in together whether it be funk or you know over the last few years i i got huge into the outlaw country which is still you know a branch off the blues i understand i'm hearing i'm sitting in a whale jenny shirt as we're talking about that but uh i think that you know we're incorporating some other elements into into the blues and i mean I, that's one of my favorite buddy guy quotes does anybody tells you or he says, there's no such thing as uh, real blues out there that it's all just a big old gumbo. So I think we've taken that to heart and we're kind of adding to that as much as we can with our different experiences and some of the other artists that we listen to and it, it all influences you, right? Yeah, yeah. you can play with locally. Yeah, 100%. Do you think, uh, just because you, you, you mentioned it uh, and the way you mentioned it, do you think that this is something maybe you're doing more more consciously than before like you, you sort of know these 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 uh influences are there and you're sort of uh, aware of the fact that you're putting them into the songs or was it always the case like did did you you know before were you letting those influences kind of seeped in without realizing it and now maybe you're more you've sort of recognized them more uh, but that's kind of what it sounded like when you were describing it but uh, i'm not sure if that's accurate i think they've always been there and i think maybe we didn't notice it right off the hop right i think we're recognizing it a little sooner now um, a, a lot of our songs in our writing process will get down to our jam space, which is in Dylan's basement, and uh, he'll be like, "Hey, I got this riff, and it's seven to ten seconds." 
And it's like, okay, cool, we can make something of this. It's got a Rolling Stones vibe or it's got, uh, you know, whoever the influence of that, of that day is. Right. And then we kind of try to play with it and tweak it and find a, a chord progression that works with it. And, and then we try to fit some lyrics that match and what's the mood of the song kind of thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. We, they, I think he's, he hit the nail on the head where, you know, it starts off, you know, seven to ten seconds and we see how far we can kind of stretch that out, if we could stretch that into a song. Um, going back to your point, I think we're definitely maybe a little more cognizant of the the background that it might uh, touch on. Where yeah. it's like, oh, this kind of sounds like you know early '60s Motown, or this is a little bit more of an old uh, Hank Williams twang to it, or something like that. So um, it's exciting. I mean, we don't really have a deadline yet. We kick tires at different release dates. Um, for sure, won't be this year. We haven't finished writing it yet. But but I mean. It's uh, it's a lot different than the other projects. We had deadlines that we put for ourselves, and this one we're just kind of organic. Okay. And I think it's gonna, I think it's really gonna show, and I think it's gonna be a, a really cool project when it uh, when it is completed. Yeah. Come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Now come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back from the land of California, my sweet home, Chicago. One and one and two, two and two and four. Heavy loaded, baby, I'm booked, I gotta go, crying, baby. Baby, don't you wanna go? Back to that same old place My sweet home, Chicago
and so with these uh, with these new songs, I mean, like I said, you you have alluded to you have some live shows coming up, and and we're gonna get right into that. But are these songs that you're writing now? How how, how far do you go from the writing process to actually performing them live? I mean, I'm assuming you'll have a lot of shows later this year. Are these songs that could, you know, worm their way into the set or are they already there or what's A couple already are. Yeah. Yeah. So we got, we got a couple that already are. We've got a couple that are close. Um, then we got some that are still kind of in the, the infant stages of, okay, we, we kind of have a song here, but we got to get it. Uh, we got to massage it. Right. Figure out, figure out exactly the, the format of it and everything. It's, uh, it's it's mixed, but it's not in the oven yet. <laughs> right, right. Well, I guess like I, I'm sure this differs for everyone's uh, individual songwriting too. But how do you know as as a group when when it's ready? Like when that song has been, uh, it's good enough, it's baked long enough, whatever you want to call it, uh, to be something that you actually put in the set. Is there sort of a, is there an obvious like aha moment when everyone sort of realizes that hey, this is this is complete, this is a a finished product? I think when you look at it, like you have chunks of a song. Right, like there's there's a de- definite middle, there's your hook, um, and then there's the the ending. I think which is the three big things. Um, generally speaking, we kind of work in that time frame a lot of times too, uh, kind of sequentially. Okay. Uh, once we have the the ending kind of to where we're happy with, then it's just a matter of Kate. Okay, let's just all make sure we're super comfortable playing in the room, and then I think once we have a general comfortability with it, okay, we'll we, we know we host we host the jam at the Nick. Uh, a handful of times a year, we'll 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 work songs there early if we have a a show there because that's what that kind of stuff's all about, right? right. It's not something where you're necessarily the show you're there to host and give other musicians a chance to play, but it also gives us the time to workshops and stuff too. Well, especially too if it's not polished, ready to go. Because I mean, everyone else is winging it off the top of their head too, so it kind of you know lets us join in the fun. Yeah, <laughs> and there's nothing like playing on stage to. To get that feeling of okay, this is ready too. So yeah, yeah you can rehearse something a thousand times in the basement until you're up there. Even if there's five, ten people listening to you in a, in a room full of uh, people at a bar, it's um, you can't put a price on that experience. And just the the sheer repetition of it, it's uh, to me, it's unmatched. Yeah, when you get instant feedback, right? Whether people love it or hate it, you're gonna get a, hopefully get a reaction of some kind uh, from whether it's five people or five hundred people. You're gonna get some kind of response um, after yeah, after some and- yeah, and you know what? I think um, years ago we would we would never tell people that it was a song that we wrote because I, you know, figure we're like, oh, they're just a local band. Here's a song that they're they're trying to write, and you know, let's go get a beer. We you know we'll come back when we hear something we know. Where now it's the complete opposite. I think where there's a lot more pride in the band and more yeah. like, hey, like we wrote this. We hope you like it. Um, I think it's just it's a complete different culture for us and I think it's something that we focus on more so I think that's why I kind of initiated um, yeah that's cool that kind of change what um what do you have coming up because I know you have some 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 interesting stuff happening um in the relatively near future I mean I know this is a podcast and people hear it whenever they hear it but if you're listening now when it's actually coming out what, what's sort of in the cards for the next few months for you guys well, the, the the highlight for, for I would assume all of us for the year is going to be an upcoming weekend at the end of February, uh, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th. There's uh, two great blues festivals happening in two different cities, and we're, we're so fortunate to be part of both of them. Um, the Thursday, we're going to be out in Regina, which is on the 22nd as part of the uh, Midwinter Blues Festival. And then we're turning and burning and coming back to Winnipeg on the Friday night to play the uh, the Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg Blues Fest, Midwinter Blues Festival as well. 
and that one's at times changed. Right. Yeah. Which I think I think we talked about this last time. That's a that's a perfect setting for for that kind of an event for sure. It's yeah. like the premier blues oh, and honky tonk bar really in in Winnipeg. It's as far as going to a place that has a scene. It's that that's kind of the the mecca of it for yeah, sure. Absolutely, it's um, it's just such an iconic building to go do that in with you know Big Dave pulling it down Sunday nights and just kind of sets the tone for the whole week right, right off the start. So for sure, it's um, no, it's a it's a privilege to be given that opportunity or and both opportunities really yeah like the regina blues festival like uh, we're, we're we're opening the thursday night we're, we're the middle act middle act um and we're opening for colin linden okay so i mean that's a guy that he's collaborated with the band robbie robertson all those kinds of guys right so i mean the band in my opinion one of the greatest rock and roll bands of all time um and as about as influential as it gets so i mean the to have the opportunity to play in front of a guy like that is not for me, it's mind blowing. I, I never thought I'd play in the same kind of bill as as a, as a player like that. Yeah, and then to turn around and come back and play in the same festival as as some of the amazing artists we have here in Winnipeg, like D- Dylan mentioned, Big Dave McLean, uh, the Perps. Like there, there's the list goes on. There's there's tons of talent. Have you done that turnaround before? Um, the Regina right back to Winnipeg and play the next night. It's first for us. Yeah, I uh, I was lucky enough to go to Regina last year with uh, with a friend Isaac from uh, South Thunderbird and. I uh, made the right contacts and we were able to, lucky enough to, they were able to reach out and give us a slot too after we asked for it. So big, uh, big thank you to, to Isaac if you're watching this, which I hope you are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a first to go back to back nights like that. So it's... Uh, with yeah, that, with that long drive, the long drive in between, right? Just not just show after show. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, long, 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 long enough to sober you up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're we're going to have to be good boys after... Uh, after the Friday night or Thursday night performance, yeah, yeah, that's not always the easiest for us, unfortunately. <laughs> well, I think you play a style of music that lends itself to that kind of part of the culture too, right? I mean, it's it's a it's a it's bar music. It's very much uh, appeals to people who want to go have a drink and, and listen to listen to some blues for a few hours. For yeah, sure, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So it's uh, it's easy to join the party. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. So um, with a festival like that, I mean. How important is doing that kind of show, especially the one out of town, as far as getting your name out there, as far as getting your name to an audience that's really like ripe for what you do? I mean, this is a crowd that's going to a blues festival. They're obviously interested in the music. Whereas in Winnipeg, sure, there's blues shows, but you could also be on the bill with a bunch of, you know, hard rock bands or whatever, country bands, it doesn't matter, right? But you're playing like kind of a, a very purely blues event. What does that mean for you guys as far as, you know, just, just getting the word out about the deadbeats and, and reaching new ears? It's it's huge. It's absolutely huge. It's probably one of the most important opportunities I think that we've done in the, the almost fourteen years that we've had the band now. Um, yeah, and you're right. You, it's the target audience. It's uh, they're bringing acts from all over Canada, some U.S. acts. Yeah. So it's definitely the um, the demographic that we want to be in front of, and it's just it's so overwhelming and so exciting that we get to go and not only playing in front of all these influential people and all these people who come out and spend their hard-earned money to, to support the festival and for us to travel and province over to do this and we get to write these songs that we've come up with either over the years or in my basement it's uh, it's what we want to be doing it's where we want to be doing it and it's something hopefully that can you know start being the norm and hopefully we can it leads to some other roads and paths and opportunities across Canada or maybe even some of the northern yeah. states having their blues festivals. Like I don't Blues has a, a big one. 
Um, obviously, the Chicago Blues Fest is probably as big as it can come. So it's uh, Kansas City, Fargo. There's all of these great neighboring towns with festivals. So hopefully, it's uh, it's just going to look good on the resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, I mean, like it's it's billed as an international blues festival, right? So, like Dylan alluded to, there's there's people from all over Canada. There's people from the states. Um, Colin Lindu, who I mes- uh, mentioned earlier, um, he does a lot of producing down in Nashville, stuff like that. So yeah, super cool to have the opportunity to play in, in front of those people. Yeah. Um, in front of a, a different audience, uh, being that we don't play Regina, right? Um, but more more so than that, I mean, even more humbly, like just making new connections, meeting new people, like music. Winnipeg is a, a small, a very diverse but small music community, and yeah. to be able to branch out into another what I'm assuming is going to be fairly similar, a, a small but diverse music community, and just uh, meet people, make friends, and have contacts. And you know, it was when you're at a point where you can, you know, book a Western Canada tour, stuff like that goes a long way. Yeah, definitely. Well, you, you, you already know the venues and the people and the other bands, and yeah. that that all obviously helps a lot with with getting a tour set up. Um, uh, and so I'm not sure to word this because I don't want to sound like an asshole because I. Like, and I don't want to preface it with anything. I mean, now you guys are waiting, hearing us say, but um, I think yeah. the blues has a, a has a, a reputation with people who don't listen to it as being very simplistic and being everything sounds the same. I don't agree with that, and I'm not a huge blues guy or anything, but I mean, I've heard enough to know that there's definitely variation between different artists and, and subgenres and styles. But when you're playing a type of music that, you know, all that aside, it is based around a fairly similar structure, um, you know, from song to song and then from from style to style. What do you have to do in an event like a like a festival you're playing where there's a lot of blues artists on the bill to make yourself stand out? What is it about your band, I guess, that that kind of makes yourself heard above everyone else? Because if everyone's playing a variation of the same style of music, right? I mean, people are they want to hear that, but there's also a lot of similarities. Like, what do you think it is about your band that 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 is going to hopefully get you those ears, get you those listeners um, at an event where they're surrounded by blues? I really open, you know, not not just there everywhere we go, it's our authenticity of yeah. what we do and how much we love what we're doing and how much fun we have that it I hope it's infectious and it bleeds through and is the standout. I mean, you know, you don't need the best players to have a good band. I could name you ten other guitar players who could play in the end of the table in uh, in a moment, I can yeah. tell you those names. Um you know, it's um uh, it's about checking the ego at the door and just going there and having fun and getting into, you know, some different rhythms and, you know, it's three chords for the most of the part, but it's such a blank canvas and you just see how creative you can get with those three chords. So I think it's just keeping, uh, yeah, keeping, keeping to the basics. Like how you said, it's a very similar structure, however you want to say, chord, proje- yeah. chord progression over it, but uh, just having the authenticity of, and the love of the music and the creativity that of the songs that we've been able to write and just share our own experiences, in my opinion. And not everybody's lucky enough to get to do that. So it's also to make sure that you enjoy every last met minute of it. You never know when you're going to be able to do it again.
try to set ourselves apart as kind of our our bond band i don't know if it's a mantra or, or, or however you want to put it but we always say people say hey give me a brief description of of what you guys do that's a little bit different than everybody we always almost unanimously say we're, we, we play blues on steroids like we're yeah we, we play blues and we and we play some stuff very close to the original yeah um not necessarily volume and tempo wise though <laughs> um you, you follow the progressions you want to make sure you're being respectful to the when you're covering stuff to the guys that that originally yeah. wrote it, sometimes we put a different spin. Sometimes we play it close, but I'd say we always play amped up, high energy, and and try to interact and captivate the audience as much as we can. 
Yeah, I mean, to add to that, we did uh, the festival of Highway 6 this past August, and uh, one, of the, uh, one of the women in the crowd, she came up to us after our set, and uh, she came up to our table, and she said, you know, I, I love what you guys did Manish Boy. I heard Muddy Waters do that song before he passed away oh, well. in the uh, early 80s, and she said that you guys, you guys do it justice, and she was happy to hear it, and she says it's not a common song that you hear other blues bands play, so that was... Uh, that was just something that really stuck out for me. And so it's hopefully creating more of whatever got her to say that <laughs> at uh, these upcoming festivals. Right. And I guess with that whole, it's just a simple three chord progression thing. It's, it's what you do uh, between the chords and within that, that, that just sets you apart, right? It's just, it's, you're, you're based around the same style, but you're whether you want to crank up the volume, the speed, or you want to, you know, add different instrumentation, or you want to add some other styles in there. I guess it's, it's a fairly versatile um, basis for, for music. It's almost limitless. Yeah, that's, it truly that's cool. is. And there's just so much you can do with that with those three chords. And like what Willie Nelson always said, it's all you need is three chords and the truth. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that goes. For and so actually, one thing we hear a lot as a band. Go ahead. Go ahead. One thing we hear a lot as a band too is we're having fun, right? Whether we're playing to five or whether we're playing to a hundred or or whatever the number is, we're on stage. We're having fun. There's there's inside jokes going on on stage. There's, there's, you know, somebody misses a note, they get a, a little side eye with a smirk, and like we're no such thing as a perfect set. We embrace yeah. that, and and uh, when we did our CD release party in 2018, uh, a guy I know who's a, a musician in town kind of said like, you guys kind of have that Rolling Stones sloppy perfection kind of thing. Like you guys, you guys are there, you're having fun, everybody's smiling. Uh, you, you know, is there a mistake or two here or there? Yeah, but he always says, no such thing as a perfect set. You guys roll the punches, you have fun. You don't, you don't stop the show. So, well, I guess, I mean, I guess you're playing a style of music too, where that's, I don't want to say it's accepted, but it, part of it is the rawness. Part of it is the soul. Part of it is the kind of uh, emotion you're putting into it. And that's not ever going to be perfect. I mean, part of what makes that, what, what makes a good emotional song, I think, is if you, you hear something break, you hear a bum note, you hear the guy's voice crack a little bit. Like there's always, um, I think that gives it more feeling. And I think you're, you're in a, a style of music where that is like feelings at a premium, right? For sure. For not for not being a big blues guy, you seem to know your facts about it. <laughs> I yeah. think you're uh, you're bang on on all this stuff. Right on. Well, I do I do listen to it, just not not to the level you guys do. So <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. Uh, um, is there anything else happening? I think I saw something about a uh, benefit you guys were doing. Um, for maybe or is that that was you guys, right? Yep. What's yeah, it? In March. Yeah, uh, March thirtieth at the Park Theater. It's for um, somebody we always enjoy working with. Uh, Vince Krocek. Am I saying his last name right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Vince has always been great for us. He's done our press kit. We have some upcoming work booked with Vince and nice. he was over, um, in, in our rehearsal space a couple times just before the holidays and we got sitting and talking with him and we did a photo shoot and we ended up hanging out pretty much, you know, to all night and drinking, listening to music. And it's just something that he's such a nice guy. And especially the more you get to know him, the more you, uh, the more you just want to help out and do your part. And, if um, going on stage and picking some guitars and hitting some drums and blowing some sax and singing is going to help them, it's it's the absolute least we can do. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, I I, I don't know him well, but uh, about fifteen, maybe more years ago, I was in a punk band and he filmed one of our a couple of our shows actually. So I did get to meet him then. And yeah, he's obviously um, someone who's very passionate about live music, so that makes sense to yeah yeah. yeah. He's a huge supporter for sure.
What's the uh, best way to hear your stuff right now? I mean, if someone is uh, hearing this podcast, maybe they haven't heard you before. Uh, I, I assume the best thing you want to do is get them to come see a live show. But if that's not possible or they're not in Winnipeg or whatever, um, where would you send them online to check out your music? We're actually currently in the process where we got our, our first CD on Spotify now. Um, Going to be getting the second that we released in 2022 up. It's the, the cover EP, Another Tall Glass. And we'll, we'll get that on the Apple Music and everything too. So as of right now, we're on Spotify, but uh, yeah, we're hoping to get on all the digital streaming platforms. Cool. Something we're definitely dragging our heels on, but uh, there's still some YouTube links of uh, some past songs. Facebook, there's always different clips. Uh, Instagram, we'll have some little clips and whatnot of past gigs and yeah. whatnot. But no, the uh, the focus is definitely to get on like Justin's with Spotify and Apple Music and all the streaming services. We're, we're younger guys, but we're not too tech savvy, so... No, 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 we're not. Maybe that's why we fit as blues men. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Um, what's the best way to find out what you're doing as far as upcoming shows? I mean, later in the year, you'll probably be more into festival season. Uh, stuff will be happening. If someone wants to find out where you're playing, where should they follow you? We're always putting it up on, on Facebook and, and our Instagram account. We'll just DB and the Deadbeats. Um, well, everything gets posted on there for, for what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Anything, whether it be... Uh... Festival to a, a dual coffee shop gig to hosting an open jam. So, to playing at an AW uh, where I saw you guys play last year? Yeah. yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I assume we made the audition for this upcoming year. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Yeah, but we've done it the last two now. So, yeah. That was... Once again, another one where it's just a good cause. Yeah. yeah totally. Totally. Yeah. 
it uh yeah no it's 100 great to help out and anytime you could do something you love for a great cause well, it's uh, what a fantastic partnership that is definitely